For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everybody. Hello and welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders and this week I'm your hunk. I'm Doge and give him a body chunk, yeah! I love it. I'm Carter and... We did not train to be merciful here. Mercy is for the weak. Here in the streets, in competition, a chunk confronts you. He is the chunk. And chunk deserves no mercy. Very good. I want to go ahead and apologize to every listener right now. My waveform, whenever I screamed my line, is looking crispy. That might have just blasted into your ears. So we'll see how that sounds in post. We'll see what Adam could do Honestly, with it. Honestly, I hope it did. Honestly, I <laughs> just it. blow out your car speakers. <laughs> Adam, if I can get some reverb on Doja's uh, quote, that would be huge for me, I think. Perfect. Amazing. Thanks. It would be actually, the- literally, it would actually sound huge. Appreciate Getting a thumbs you. up from, from Adam, the sound wizard on that one. So I think we're good to go. Uh, the moment has passed, but I did want to acknowledge Carter's very good dark sensei, evil sensei. Evil voice. sensei. But the main, the main reason we're all gathered here is to know, Jordan, why are you the hunk? I'm moving, and it has been a uh, nightmarish hellscape from which I'm afraid I will never emerge. Um, but we are uh, we are making progress. We got movers scheduled, and the next time we record, Yay. it will be from a new, fresh space. Ooh, because so, we've become <laughs> you're new to your pod dojo. Mm-hmm. Because we've become unlodged. From the temporal slipstream, you have the unique opportunity to manifest your exact moving experience. Mm. So right now, it's it's been a hellscape that you've been transported to. What will it be at the time this episode releases? I'm glad you, you asked. Stick with hellscape. Statistically, yes, but um, yeah, probably with a, with a sense of fantasy, wonder, and hope. Uh, we are moving to <laughs> the Great White North. A, a whimsical hellscape. A whimsical hellscape. <laughs> Uh, we're moving to the Great White North, a land uh, known only as Rockwall. Mm, um, good luck out there, man. To get there, uh, we do drive over a rather long bridge with some water, and um, I think just based on everything else, it's going to be like a tornado, like a hurricane over the water. But what I'm what I'm mm. manifesting through um, hope and um, unbreakable optimism is uh, the sun is bright and shining. My windows are cracked as I'm listening to probably Reliant K's uh, Two Lefts Don't Make a Right But Three Do album. It just feels like a moving record to me. Um, hmm. Starting a new chapter. Um, and it's just going to be blasting as I drive across that bridge. Uh, I, I, my car, uh, Callie's car behind me, moving truck behind us. Just a joyful caravan. Uh, I think we're going to become good friends with the movers. I think they're probably going to want to come back over um, after they finish helping us move to hang out and spend some time with us. And um, I just really think our home is going to be a place full of live, laugh, and love. Mm. Ooh, how fun. Right there in the kitchen. Will you gather? I'm going to gather. Don't talk to me until I've had my coffee. Uh, Be a sweetie, wipe the CD, (laughs) all the stuff, you know. Yep. Perfect. (laughs) That one's awful. (laughs) Gonna, gonna go gonna go to uh, the local Target first thing, buy up all the wine mommy decorations. Yes. You love to see it. So yeah, I think I feel pretty, you know what? I feel pretty good about it now. That's good. Thank you for our little exercise here, Doge. Yeah, that was that was huge for me. I appreciate that. I needed that. Guys, we're only, that only two more paid payments of $19.99. I'll teach you how to manifest yourself to any any which way you can imagine. You can hey, imagine, imagine-ifest it. I saw a, uh, I saw there was a YouTube video I bumped into the other day that was uh, 
that old commercial for like love songs, like greatest love songs hits that you would see on TV at like 11 p.m. at <laughs> yeah. night. And it was like Michael yep. Bolton, Celine Dion, all that stuff. And I watched the whole thing and it felt like watching this movie that we're about to talk about. <laughs> um, oh, but it yeah. also, it was two easy payments of 1999, which is what brought that up. But the movie that we're talking about today is... Uh, hang on, uh, hang on. You guys seen any other good YouTube videos? Let's stay here for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, let's no, talk about it. let's not. <laughs> uh, dude, I saw the funniest video. There's this kid who went to the dentist. What? Stop. You're not and he thinks it's going to be forever? It, I think he I watched the same it's one. Be forever. Uh, don't even get me started. It's going to be forever. <laughs> don't even get me started on Charlie Vit Me, dude. Bro. Charlie. You My favorite part it. was Charlie's like, ah! <laughs> you know that's the peanut butter kid? <laughs> hey. No. I don't think it is, but like also, just just look around you. We're podcasting about Charlie Bit My Finger. It's time to move on to something new. <laughs> I tried. You, I you tried. brought us you here. You asked. asked. You threw the It was e a joke. It was like a funny, like, it was funny, like, can you imagine if we did a podcast about Charlie Bit My Finger? And then, oops. <laughs> and then, oops, you did it. Man, we do have that nighttime energy right now, which is why it's important for us yeah, to move on and talk it. about the second movie in the Olympics colon Carter's Choice series. Carter has brought us a juicy entree with all the trimmings. Mm. We are talking about a seminal classic, a movie everybody should see at least once. That's right. We're talking about The, the Karate, Karate Kid. Kid. I only heard Carter's voice on that. Because I, I didn't watch it. Oh, I watched oh. the 2010 one with Jaden Smith. Oh, yikes! Okay. Sorry, guys. Yikes. Well, well before we dive uh, for real headfirst into this movie, Doge, would you please give us a synopsis? This week's IMDb synopsis is written by Murray Chapman, mm. whose username is an email address containing, I'm counting at least four distinct periods. It's a username at cs.uq.oz.au. So I don't think that goes anywhere. Maybe not. Daniel is new in town and is getting picked on by the local bullies who are all adept in karate. <laughs> Determined to stick up that? for himself, Daniel begins to teach himself karate, only to discover that the caretaker at his apartment seems to be a grand master in karate. Agreeing to teach Daniel, Mr. Miyagi shows Daniel that there is more to karate than violence, and perhaps the best way to solve the problem he has with the bullies is in the All-Valley Karate Championship. It's a pretty good synopsis, actually. That's not bad. You know, I, I've obviously seen this movie before because I'm alive, but <laughs> there was a point at the beginning where I was like, he keeps saying Miyagi. Have I gotten it wrong for like a really long time? I forgot <laughs> I about the wrong? correction. <laughs> I forgot that Same. he gets corrected and I was like, have I been <laughs> yeah. saying this wrong? And then the correction happened and I felt validated. I just want to say before we get moving, everybody knows, everybody knows that old brother Ralph was 22 years old when he Dude, filmed this movie. Yes. He looked, he looked that 13 wild? years old. 22. He said when he told people on set his age, they were like, nah, dude, you're not 22. How old are you really? 22. And, and he was like, no, I promise I'm 22. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he looks younger than oh, yeah. every character in this movie. New Jersey. Yeah. Doc Brown? <laughs> yeah. <it was> that <laughs> We've got to go to the competition. Dude, that is such a good <laughs> That's a really good Doc Brown. That sucks that you've just now seen that for the first time, and it's better than better than those of us who've known <laughs> Doc Brown for many years. Yeah. Sorry. It was very good. Um yeah, Ralph Macchio looks 12. Looks exactly how he's supposed to look, it feels like. Yeah, yeah that's true. Completely. But when it, when it was like, I'm about to turn 18, I was like, hold the fuck. I bet you're not. <laughs> that's when I had to look up his age and I was shocked uh -huh. to uh, discover. And not only that, yeah. Johnny is, I think, four years younger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Billy, what's his yep. name? Billy Zabka. Billy Zabka is four years Old younger Zabs. than Ralph Macchio and he looks... Distinctly older now. Um, I think Liz Shu was nineteen, so they yeah. were all okay. older than about high the school, same. But now, this is Marita was twenty three, <laughs> which is, which is crazy. <laughs> Jk, this brings up a great opportunity to talk about the bullies in old movies. Yeah, the, the 
The way that older movies, particularly 80s and early 90s movies, treat high school age bullies is like, I remember reading The Outsider, uh, The Outsiders, sorry, when I was in uh, early high school and being like blown away that high school kids were just walking around with switchblades and stabbing each other all the time. <laughs> um, this movie validates everything in The Outsiders because the villains, the the high school bullies in this movie, and honestly, hey. their sensei as well. Oh yes. my gosh. They are like- The dude's a cartoon. Murderous, dude. Awful. Like they were going to kill mm. Danny. Dude. Yeah. At the, at the behest yes. of their mean teacher. Right. Yeah. Like the true going, evil. They were going to actually murder Danny LaRusso. <laughs> Do you think that they wanted David Hasselhoff for the teacher role and Doesn't couldn't it feel get like him because he was too busy working on Knight Rider? My guess he's is he was just too, nice. too loved. Yeah, he's yeah. too good. Of They're a like person. he can't be this dark. It's David Hasselhaint. Like Cobra Kai Dojo feels <laughs> like it's like the advertisements like Cobra Kai Dojo, where psychopaths learn warfare, how to be how to be mean with karate. Like, what what parent? There's so much <laughs> neglect because it is like, who walks in on that? Like, yep. This, this is where is I want I my was kid to go. For. This is totally what I was hoping for. Dude, he is brainwashing these kids. On top of that, the fa- so there's a couple things. One, the fact that he's like some decorated war hero and is also like teaching the kids like, drop from the trees and snap their necks. It's like, let's relax real quick. But then in the tournament, they basically break Danny's leg and the refs are like, them's the breaks. Disqualified. <laughs> it's like, no, yeah. he should, he, the whole, yeah. the whole dojo should be out. Yeah. Out. Yeah. 100% out. And it's not like he just chose crease. I think is his name. It it's is, not like crease yeah. just chose this season to be seedy. It's right. not that it's not like Daniel came around and he was like, Oh, here's our biggest threat ever. No, their model now is basically really like murder gotta be everyone. awful. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like their do- but, their whole dojo's motto is essentially like, no mercy, kill your opponent. Much like the Galactic Empire, their villainous ways make some pretty cool logos and cool oh outfits. Oh my goodness. Yeah, they look so much cooler they than look Danny. So yeah, cool. Cooler. Their sleeveless geese look amazing. Come on. It's mm. amazing. Now, there's a lot to dissect here. Um, we'd all seen the Karate Kid before, yes? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So since this wasn't a first time viewing experience for any of us, I'll say I might be, it might be me that has been the longest since I have watched this movie. It's been a long time. I watched it with Jess who had never seen it. They say that the, I mean, I don't know who they is, but they say that the, the closest thing to watching something again for the first time is watching it with somebody who's never seen it. Yeah. yeah. So I felt like I was, I was able to take sort of an objective stance a second on second hand experience. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's that's one of my favorite experiences in the world. I mean, as objective as you can be on The Karate Kid. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the a, indie darling nobody's ever seen. A literal classic <laughs> as yeah. objective as you can be. No, I think there there is so much to talk about in regards to archetypes and just the way that this movie has set itself up as sort of like the building block upon which things like never back down and completely pretty, pretty much any underdog yeah. story from that time on was built yeah. upon when, and, and when it is itself an iteration of Rocky, it feels like, you know what I mean? It, like it's, you it's know, not it is, such this it, foundational it, thing. Yeah. It is like Rocky Greece and yes, the yeah. empires and the empire strikes back. Like it is like, <laughs> Three really things is, that have happened yeah. within a decade because you have the dynamic, you know, this this love interest that happens in the summer before we even know we go to the same school and the villains are awful. But there's this whole thing that it's like, uh, actually, I've been training you the whole time. Right. Yeah. I am uh, easily, uh, you know, uh, miscredited or I'm easily like underestimated. Like Miyagi's Yoda. Like it's uh, totally Miyagi's like- absolutely a, Yoda. Yeah. It's a total like- Yeah. It's technically- what I love, there's, you're going to find out there's many things I love about the Karate Kid. <laughs> it is simultaneously ripping everything off before it and setting the stage for everything after it to me in a lot yeah, of ways, sure. personally. It feels like enough of a pivot from the things that it is a love letter to that it's not blatantly um, 
like jacking their style, munching right. their flavor. No. Right. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it stands alone enough that things that use it as a um, a building block don't even feel like they're necessarily ripping it off. But it does feel like nothing yeah. has touched right. it. I don't think yeah. that so anything try this on for size. Think of try yeah. this on. Think of your favorite fast food restaurant. Done. What is it? Fast food is probably Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Taco Bell's canes. A, Taco Bell or canes. Imagine if I told you there was a menu hack where there was some weird thing. Taco Bell, everything's basically already I was about a menu to say, hack. Taco they Bell's have three a bad ingredients. <laughs> Imagine if canes, there's a menu hack and it's like, there's this weird thing you've never eaten before. And the only things they put in it are stuff you've already eaten and loved other times. Yeah. But somehow it's this weird thing and it, it mm. doesn't really diminish it because it's so different i don't know I, I, that's kind of what i was thinking while i was watching karate Kid. like this is like a fast yeah. food hack of like if they made rocky the toast out of french Yoda. fries yeah yeah and they made a sandwich with that there's i mean there's a big massive reason that this feels a lot like rocky and it's it's john avildsen it's it's the same director yeah. Yeah. this guy directed rocky uh and our writer too even was uh Oh, you know what? I I did have a moment that I was like, why is why does this feel so right? And it's because one of my legitimately a top five movie of mine is The Fifth Element. It's the yep. same writer, same writer. The Fifth Element. Interesting. But, I didn't know that. Anyways, uh, yeah, uh, Avildsen won uh, uh, an Oscar for Rocky, so this is an Oscar decorated director here yeah. making this movie. So Pat Morita was, was so nominated fun. for an Oscar in this. He was oh, absolutely yeah. phenomenal. The thing is, there's there's no doubt, and it's something that I think we lack a lot in. Um, movies that have copied it since there's no doubt when you're watching The Karate Kid that it is made by skilled hands, I don't think. Oh, yeah. It is a blast well, to watch this movie. Yeah. Also, we saw, it's so funny, the box office means diddly squat on how good a movie is. Sure. I think we've talked about that before. Had a huge episode yesterday that's worth checking out about box office ball that only is really talking about earnings of movies and hype and all that stuff. You know, we talked about how Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves in 1991 made $450 million. Karate Kid, while it only cost $8 million, made about $90 million. So mm. the difference mm. there is absolutely wild because this is technically a much better film. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Much better. Completely. <clears throat> On this watch, I started out by panicking and thinking it wasn't going to live up to my memories of it. I yeah, do too. Me too. Over the first like 15 minutes, I was like, oh no. Oh no, this is cheesy. This it's is corny. It's over me. the top. Yeah. And then it just lived up. It just clicks. <laughs> Some, like Somewhere it clicks. And I really think it's once he starts training with Miyagi that it's like, okay, this is what I remember it being. Yep. And I think it, I think it might yeah. even, I'll go so far as to say, I think it might be when he meets Mr. Miyagi for the first time. When mm -hmm. he goes down and Miyagi's trying to catch the fly with the chopsticks. There's yeah. something so um, indiscernible about his character and his motivations of just like, why is he helping this young boy? Why does he care so much? Why is he yeah. Yeah. willing to go out of his way that he just lends this air of like magic yeah. to this yeah. movie that I think elevates this movie beyond just a high school kid wants to punch people. Pat yeah. Morita's Mr. Miyagi is my super pump for that reason. Sure. I mean, it's it's probably... Probably the mildest take of all time to say that <laughs> that Miyagi is one of the standout elements of the Karate Kid. Oh, for <laughs> sure. I think this movie, like it's a really great performance from Ralph Macchio and the script is solid, but this movie lives and dies on the, the like kind of inscrutability, but also the empathy that you read from Miyagi. 100%. I think Which if I he's not about the empathy, if he's not played so skillfully, if there's not yeah. that mixture of of pathos where you feel for Miyagi and then you're in awe of his wisdom and he's funny, like it's it's way more multifaceted than it seems like it is. 100%. And and if it's not done as skillfully as Pat Morita is doing it, it can be a caricature or it can be yep. ineffective. And it exactly. just it's it's entirely Pat Morita. He just makes it work. Yeah. Yep. I'm I'm gonna say this. Pat Morita was just barely edged out as my super pump. Um, mm. He was very close to being my super pump. He he is as a standalone element the best thing about this movie. I think um, by a country mile. And so I I totally understand where you're coming from. Yeah, he's just a completely amazing. masterful performance. Uh, absolutely, and and I think I think it is what you're saying. I think there have been 
lesser iterations of this character archetype that forget the humor, the empathy, and the care that he shows as a stand-in father figure for this young man who has no one like that in his life and is clearly pretty troubled. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of... Yeah, he, this this uh, this role in general feels very cared for production wise. Like it felt oh, like sure. this was groomed, this was thoughtful. I think to have uh, in 1984 to make sure that you have an Asian American playing the role, uh, you right. know, of the Asian American is not necessarily something that was super popular, right? And and hasn't been um, for a while at that time. But yeah, to have him do that and just be so thoughtful with the role. Uh, I mean, it makes all the sense in the world. He was 100%. Well, and beyond that, not even, I don't want to nitpick you or anything like that, but he, I mean, he was born in Okinawa. He is technically. Oh yeah. Sorry. I meant a move to America. That's the yes. mis- misterm. But, but I think that's, I think that's huge, right? To see somebody, especially after um, World War II and the way, I mean, we get to see the way that his family had been treated during World War II. Like, yeah when this movie had come out, there were still, I mean, World War II was not 80 years ago at that point. Like it is yeah. right now. It, it, it was relatively recent. And so for a movie to let a man who was born in Okinawa, a, a character who was born in Okinawa carry such an important role in the, the life of a young white boy. Yeah. I, ha- I feel like that had to be big, right? I mean, I, I yeah. haven't read articles about how much of an influence that had, but that had to be big. I feel yeah. The scene too, just of his sorrow, you know, especially since oh we're talking goodness. about him being a, a super pump for Doge, that that was the Oscar moment to me. I think yeah, the moment where we walk in and he's been, you know, drinking sake all night, mourning a wife that he lost to childbirth because yeah. they didn't have the care that they should have for this decorated and not only a war decorated veteran, but like historically one of the most successful groups well, in, in yeah. that war. His wife was in a Japanese internment camp, She's wasn't in she? in an internment camp, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. yeah. It's just so which multifaceted is, and interesting. Which is even now not a big part of, in terms of not a, it's not a vocal part of American history. No. It's, right. it's not a it story is we not tell. necessarily something you're learning so much in class, but it's very much a part of our history. And the fact that in 1984, we're acknowledging they use it. something. And it makes a lot, it, you know, it's it's even more impactful because this was a really popular movie yeah. and still is. So now, yeah. I would say that the the biggest Oscar-worthy moment for me, there's something so subtle about the moment where Miyagi is gifting the car to Danny. Oh, yeah. There's something so softly caring about that moment. Like, Danny was so frustrated at, quote-unquote, not learning anything. And he finally realizes he was learning, and they grow this relationship. And then to turn around and go, you put in all this work on these cars, I want you to have one of them. I don't know, man. There's yeah. something it's just really crazy. touching. But also his performance is so understated and caring for Danny in that moment that it's just... Well, somehow somehow that doesn't feel like wish fulfillment. Like at no point right. was it like, oh, of course he's the protagonist who so he's getting a free car. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't I don't quite know. This is one of those movies that somehow is so much more than the sum of its parts because I think you could take it apart and build a decom with the exact same parts a and have hundred. no parts left over or unused. But how does this... I, it just, I don't know. There's just something in the way it's put together that that elevates it. My theory yeah. is that it feels like they are both, it is because it feels like they are both benefiting from the relationship. It's not this yeah. one-sided relationship where Danny gets all the benefit of learning karate and getting a free car. It feels like Miyagi really needed somebody to laugh with and know him and care about yeah. him. And it feels like Miyagi needed somebody to be able to care for. Yeah. yeah. So um, by all are, accounts, Pat Morita and Ralph Macchio were very close and remained very close uh, until Morita's death in 2005. Ralph Macchio spoke at his funeral, uh, referred to him as Eulogist. my forever sensei. Yeah. Uh, Amazing. Phenomenal. Yeah. Just absolutely phenomenal. Oh, uh, that ripped and my heart just now. That's I know. so yeah. sweet. I, I, uh, I was really going to try and hold it close to my chest because I feel like a lot of the times I'm getting my super pump and super dump out before the first half. excited. <laughs> I think my super dump can wait. I, I really do think it can. But- uh, y'all literally have talked about relationships and it's a unique one for me, but the super pump for me for the Karate Kid is the relationships because mm. as I'm sitting there marveling at Miyagi and Daniel-san, th- there's also like Daniel's relationship with his mom has a realism about it yeah. of like a yeah. single mom that's legitimately concerned about him and yet they have some fun banter and just have amazing chemistry you have Johnny Zabka being like, or not Johnny Zabka, but Johnny, Johnny being Lawrence. the 
yeah. Johnny Lawrence being like the the surrogate for, you know, the antagonist versus protagonist relationship. But that relationship there too is like, he could have easily have just been like a caricature, even though in a way he is, he also isn't. Yeah. yeah. Like like he's awful, but the times that they have together are are great. And then I really do think Elizabeth Shue does a great job as Allie. I think I too. the moments that I didn't realize, I didn't remember how much is about their little romance. Yeah. You know, the two of them and the scenes that they just have together as, you know, yeah. younger actors. And it I doesn't wanted to feel say like kids, wasted time. Aren't. Yeah, you it know? doesn't feel like wasted time at all. And the dynamics there, there's a certain realism to them too and just bad communication and things like that. But it's cute. You know, it's fun to follow. You kind of root for both of them. When she mocks Johnny, when he's like, hey, Allie, and she's like, hey, Allie. Like, it's, <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's super fun. And by the way, Elizabeth Shue is pretty athletic. She was doing some, that's her doing the flips and yeah. stuff and all that. <laughs> oh, wow. So it's like, oh, okay, well, flex a little bit. They're in your prime, prime age, prime physical condition. Yeah, I, um, I'm gonna confess that my super dump is pretty lackluster. Okay, um, I had a really hard time finding a super dump for the Karate Kid. <laughs> Wait, so you like it? Do so you like this movie? I do like it. Okay. Shockingly, huh. interesting. Um, my super dump is simply that this movie takes its time getting up and going. Interesting. Hmm. There there was, I felt, and, and I'm only viewing it through the lens of my fear that it was not going to be good again. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, my super dump is the first 15 minutes of this movie because having not watched it in so long, knowing that I liked it last time and watching it again, those first 15 minutes were the only point in the movie that I lost faith in it. Hmm. And so I feel like as the only negative experience I had during my rewatch, it has to be my super dump. What was it about those first 15 that was tough for you? It is, um, I think it's a combination of we're spending a lot of time establishing Johnny's or uh, Danny's new. Yeah. He likes karate, but doesn't really know karate. And he's got a crush on this girl. And we just spend a long time setting these things up in kind of a cheesy um, like you were saying, it feels like I'm about to watch Horse Sense on Disney Channel at the very <laughs> beginning. Like, it's like, oh, man, I forgot this wasn't awesome. And then once yeah. it kicks it in, it's great. So, yeah, I, I feel like it has to be the first 15 minutes for me. Yeah. yeah. It was the only I'm, time I panicked. I, I, I think I would argue with you, but I have nothing to say outside of, like, I liked all of it. Sure. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, I'm, not, I'm not, well, you, you know, people of the time were pulled that, you know, it's like, no, I don't have anything like that. And, and I want to be clear. I'm not kidding. I had to really sit and think about like, what did I not think about this movie? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's that. That's my answer. Yeah. And the yeah. other answer I have, and dang it, it, it might be the most important answer I have all day, is that ding, 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 yes, sir, it is time to go to Shout Announcements. You're listening to Shout Announcements, the part of the show where we give shout outs and make announcements. I want to give I'm a shout out. I'm actually not listening. I've taken my headphones out. I don't care what you say. The only person I care if they're listening right now is Adam Rader. Shout out to Adam Rader for ruining my life with your David Dismalchian pick. It was honestly baller, and I admire the move. The announcement I have for all of you lovely listeners is this. If you love us, or even kind of like us, tell your friends. Send an episode that you love. Send this episode right now to your friends. Tell them about the show. That is the number one way that we can grow our listening audience and that we can continue to share our love of movies, talking about movies and uh, watching Pat Morita with the entire world. So please, in fact, if you're listening to this right now because somebody sent it to you, shout out to you as well. Mm -hmm. Shout out. Mm -hmm. And we really mean that. <laughs> From the uh, bottom you, of our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> if you support us on Patreon, then you have likely noticed that within the past mm, couple of days, uh, back to the Future episode is present in your bonus episode feed. So we have to go back. We have to go back to that episode. Uh, so if you haven't listened to it yet, be sure to be sure to press play on that one. We're going to be over on Patreon. We are going to be diving back into the world of Elizabeth Shue and reviewing Back to the Future parts two and three very soon. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, as always, listen. If you've listened to the show before, you know the deal. If you support us on Patreon. You get a lot of great stuff. At the $3 a month level, you get those bonus episodes. You get to vote twice in any poll we've bonus. got for just two more two doll hairs per month. That puts you at five bucks a month. You get Phenomenal. all that stuff, plus access to our patron-exclusive Discord channel where we've been 
uh, playing a little bit of box office ball lately with some of our closest I'd friends. Say. And and I we're recording this in the past by the time you hear it, but I'm going to go ahead and manifest that each one of my actors has appeared in a movie I did not plan on them appearing in, and I'm <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm actually in first place. You're so just it's, rolling it's a great very good for you. Congratulations. Uh, we are going to be wrapping up, and here's the thing. What's funny too of, of like being in the past right now is hopefully there's actually real Olympics. There's a chance that the Olympics <laughs> That's could true. get canceled. Um, but you know what? Olympics won't be canceled though is the two chunks Olympics. The real ones. That are the Olympics, the real ones. Olympics, colon, Carter, also known as me, Carter's me choice. <laughs> Our finale. Stumbling over my words because I'm very Which is excited. funny. I realized just last week that we've been announcing a week ahead. Yeah, we're off. I actually kind of like it. Last week, we announced what next week's episode is going to be. Yeah, yeah. So next week is Bend It Like Beckham. Which we said last week. Which is actually going to be lining up around the time that it'll be kind of some of the meddling matches for uh, U.S. soccer. Mm -hmm. Um, And also the Ted Lasso premiere, right? It's just going to be soccer taking over the world. Yeah, Ted Lasso premiere and the Olympics opening ceremony are happening the exact same night. Guess which one I'm going to watch. I'm watching all of it's it. It's Ted Lasso, by the way. It's it's Ted Lasso. Lasso. What I'm also going to be watching two weeks from now in our finale of the Olympics, colon, Carter's Choice. And we do it ahead of two weeks now. We do it two weeks ahead of time now so you have enough time to watch <laughs> it. You know, there's a lot going on. Is uh, Rocky. Yeah. We had to. Yeah. We're going to fly now, had to. Dude. We're going to fly now. It is <laughs> and actually one of the more decorated movies of all time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at least in terms of nominations. And we're going to be talking about it a uh, couple weeks from today. I have a steelbook so box set of every Rocky movie on Blu-ray. I am that's, so excited. That's phenomenal. I so, am a huge fan of the Rocky series. Get Grab grab anyone you know named Adrian. That'd be fun. <laughs> mm. uh, I don't know any Adrian. eggs. Hey, that's our challenge to you, actually. You've Weirdly, got, I you've do got, know a butt kiss, though. <laughs> our challenge to you is this. You have two weeks between when this episode releases and when our Rocky episode releases to find someone in your life named Adrian that you and can tell send, them about this podcast. Send a link to our Rocky episode. <laughs> We're going to offer a special dedication to all Adrians. I just got a text from this person. Can what? You read that? What? Get out. One of, my, one of my best friends' name is Rocky. So amazing. Wow. It's ordained. But it's come out and, and watch. Uh, come out and watch and listen, Rocky. Come on. And, 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 and get ready to send it to any Adrians, Adrians. that you know. We've gone entirely too long in this episode without talking about you're the best. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. What a jam. What yeah, a it's a complete jam. jam. This whole soundtrack, though. It's the so whole soundtrack good. is Honest. really great. It's really great. Even like the original stuff is fantastic. Uh, it's, it's Bill Conti, by the way, who is, is you know, I'm from Rocky. Yep. That explains it. That explains why it goes so hard. No, You're the Best was originally written for Rocky Three. Sly said no. They tried to, to put it in Footloose, actually. Hmm. And... uh then it ended which came up, out the same year as uh, Karate Kid, which is crazy. But yeah, ended up in the Karate Kid, and it's perfect. It's perfect for this movie. And actually, I know it's a little early, uh, but I am going to go ahead and super pump right now. I know I closed out <laughs> our first half with our super dump, but I'm I can't not talk about this. The tournament montage, yeah, at the end of this movie slaps so hard. It's very good. <laughs> I'm a sucker it's for really a tournament very good. montage. Um, it is just amazing. 
It is amazing. The stunts, like the choreography, this it's probably deeply disrespectful to call karate stunts, but the stunts by the stunt boys are like really good and believable. There were a couple of hits specifically by Johnny that I was like, yeah. ooh. Yeah. That looked rough. But it do you is. Think the, do you think the choreography is better than Loki? <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> actually, <I> do. <laughs> no, man. The the whole that's funny. Everything specifically like the beginning of the tournament to the end of the movie, but especially while you're the best is playing. Yeah, that's isn't that that's what's so fun about this movie is like. There's going to be something I think when we watch Rocky that it does feel a little bit more unattainable. I'm not saying I'm good at karate, but I'm definitely not a professional boxer, right? right. On on a, on, a, on a national stage, but like to. It's just like this 17-year-old kid gets to be in this. And they go, they do it a little bit extra, right? I don't think this is the actual vibe of There's this like local. There's like 500 people karate this match. high school karate it's tournament. over the top as heck. <laughs> That's but, fine. That's fine. But it's so good. And honestly, the colors, like everything about Dude, it. It's so good. Every single dojo's logo holds up. It is all so cool. That I would wear who, like, every breaks. single one of those. Danny's leg and is like, I'm sorry, oh. Danny. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> Sweep so the leg. His Sweep the leg. Homie on the sidelines who's like, yeah, Johnny, kill him. That, <laughs> dude, that, that dude's everywhere. He's in the locker room too when they're like threatening him. And he's always in the background. He reminds me of the bully from uh, Christmas Story. His, he's just like, <laughs> yeah. His bleached like, eyebrows, dude. Oh, dude. Impeccable. He's in for him. Yeah, the tournament is the tournament is the scene that I could like start over and just watch every morning when I get up while I brush my teeth to be like, yeah. I can handle today. You can do it. Yeah. It needed to, it's does it feels like the perfect length. I think there's sometimes when you have like a big set piece at the end that's either a tournament or a final game or something like that. It's an interesting balance that I think we don't think of all the time. Totally. It's something that we know on the other side of it, but it's like there can be too much. There can be too little. I can't help but thinking about, you know, we've done a sports series before. We call it Harry Potter, but like <laughs> there would be, there's times too when you're like, did we just play Quidditch for 20 minutes? Yeah, and it's for like, real, dude. Was that worth it? There's a lot of other stuff going on. And, you know, in that kind of story, there's 40 variables, much less like five in terms of characters. Well, it's not about Remember the Titans. There's way too much football. <laughs> There's a lot of football. <laughs> There's a lot of football, but I think it's great timing. I think my super dump though is at the actual very end. I'm talking about seconds before the final credits. It ends so abruptly. Hey, that's abrupt. mine too. It's very abrupt. It's ridiculous. That's my super it dump too. A, it is such a thoughtful pacing. It is such thoughtful cinematography. It is good movie making until the very end. I don't mind it being a classic 80s freeze frame sure, moment. That's okay, yeah. Especially if it's on Miyagi's face. But it just, it's like- it's just over. Whoosh. You know he what? I'm him. starting to ah, second yeah, guess my super dump. Credits. <laughs> Miyagi's like, yep. And then it's over. Yeah. It's just done. Well, can I, I think change my super dump to the <laughs> You can do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. You want to sit at our table? Come on. I still don't love the first 15 minutes, but the ending of this movie is so intensely. That's it. I'm changing it. My super I would dump actually is argue. I, mean, I would actually argue that the ending sucks because number one, it's abrupt. And number two, it is against Miyagi's message that fighting doesn't solve things. <laughs> yeah. Because and he's looking we, at the screen like. Just as I planned. Just as like, I planned, fighting solved his problems. It's not, my guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if not. we're going to end on a free stream of Miyagi, it yeah. should be Daniel confidently interacting with his mother and with Elizabeth Shue as a whole person and Miyagi watching them from his little apartment thing, smiling at them going, see, I, I knew fighting wasn't going to solve things, but once he found balance, it would be solved. And then he fades yep. away like a force ghost. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then, and then he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we've gotten the important super dump and super pump discussions out of the way, I do think it's time to start talking about that arcade mini golf water slide place that they all hang out at. I would Friday love nights. to go there. I would actually How love to go there fun. very much. I want to go there right Did now. Did that look? It looks so fun. It looks amazing. And all of those places are like dumpsters where people buy weed now. But. But in, here's the thing, like in the that 80s, they were awesome. That water, dumpsters, they call it. That water slide 
that's like a water park. Yeah. Like they were like, we could do that, but we didn't bring our swimsuits to the arcade. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Dude, honestly, yeah. my, since we're just changing super dumps, my super dump is that they never went down the water slide. Shut up. You can't do no, more you than can't one. Do that. <laughs> Your super dump you're, can't you're be with everything us. you didn't like. You hate the end. I really do. I think just to prove a point, like if 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 that is not your super dump, Chunky's at home, I know that when you watch movies, you super pump and you super dump. Uh, I would say that, that, that our rating system is probably more popular than the podcast. I bet there's people that don't know where that came from and they just say <laughs> super pump and super dump about yeah. movies. Uh, to prove a point, why don't we just end our episode abruptly? Like, let's sneak it up on somebody. <laughs> and, just, right now. And, and then if you're disappointed, we've made our point. <laughs> like, it's absolutely out of nowhere. Just put like, out. It's, it's just going to be like we'll put out a the last twenty five minutes of podcast. Yeah, the last person <laughs> rates it, and then it's just over. You happen to look down at the pod. You're like, there's only ten seconds left. Two of them haven't even rated it yet. Well, we will, and then it'll be done. Like, I it's found awful. myself forgetting that that's how the movie ends, though. Like I was watching the yeah. karate, like you're the best was playing. I was like, cool, yeah, cool, yeah. Wait, what happens after this? Where do they go? <laughs> right. They like go out to eat? What happens? They don't, bro. There's nothing Danny happens. <laughs> There's a, or like a Shoney's. Do you guys remember Shoney's? I have never heard of that in my life. Never heard you of that. You don't know Shoney's? No, what is that? Are you serious right now? Are you making that up? No, Shoney's is for real. It's like a Boris Ruby Tuesday. They do breakfast. Oh, uh, like a Flim Flams. Oh, it's that, like you a Gunter's. You're making all of these things up. <laughs> Shoney's is real, dude. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you can you point to Shoney's? Is Shoney's in the room right now? I'm excited, bro. I got some Flim Flam, flim flam leftovers in the fridge for tonight. Get out. My mom said if I do good enough at karate, we could go to Gunter's. <laughs> Someone listening right now knows Shoney's, I promise. Someone listening is aware of Shoney's. Man, I didn't know this was going to go this way. Oh, man. Man, that's a bummer. Shoney's, Shoney's was oh. the place to be. Uh, after stuff. Got to get out to, got to get dessert at Grimmitz after, you know. <laughs> was that a Georgia thing? Is that why we don't know about it? I don't, maybe. I don't know. I've literally never heard of I just of don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> am I? Am I? Am I? The moment you realize it's gonna be in the episode notes, like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's real. I'm double checking. There's a I want. I really want. I want to go now. The yeah. closest Shoney's to us is in Henrietta, Oklahoma. <laughs> we gotta make a pilgrimage to Shoney's. <laughs> We record an episode from. Sh Let's record Karate Kid Two from Shoney's. <laughs> Shoney, it's such a pet name. It's like who my little Shoney. <laughs> oh my goodness, gag! That got me, dude. I don't. Uh, That's fun. I was going somewhere. And oh, I, apparently it was to Shoney's, but I don't remember. I guess anymore I what guess. I was going to say. Hey, did this create the? I guess it probably didn't, huh? I was going to ask if it created the, like, you're doing all these things and you didn't even know you'd been training this whole time trope. But mm. it doesn't, right? Like, it doesn't invent that. It's just probably the most famous version of that. Right. I don't know. I can't think of another one before. Because I guess be the only thing I would think of before would be Luke and like Yoda. Like Return of the Jedi, yeah. But that's clear. Like, he knows he's training. He's got Yoda on his back and he's doing flips and stuff. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Can can we can we spend a little time on Johnny? Yeah, Johnny's great. He's so good. He's awesome. Do you think Johnny's he was great. told to channel Sly? You think he did? Is, uh, do you think it's an intentional? Like, I mean, it's the it's the like New England vibe, right? But more than that, it feels to me like Shadows of Sly, and I don't know if that's intentional. Talk about Daniel or Sean Johnny. Johnny's a California about? boy. Who are you talking about? Are you talking about Johnny? Johnny? I thought you said Daniel. I said I'm Johnny. talking about no, Daniel. No, 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 no. Sorry. Daniel does feel like Rocky. Yeah, yes. 100. Yeah. Rocky, Sorry. Rocky's Philadelphia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we know still. This. Yeah. Pretty it's close similar. to, it's really close to Jersey. That's a New England. Similar. It's New England. Is it? It's I'm not actually, old no. England. <laughs> yeah. Well, certainly. New England, bro. Technically, we're all. It's technically New newer than England. So Texas is I think much we can count newer it. than England. Um, but I was talking specifically about Johnny. Danny does a great job as well. Yes. Sorry, um, I misheard you. Johnny's fantastic as well. He, but do you Johnny, think he was, put, 
Do you think he's intentionally trying to do Sylvester Stallone? Because he's pretty bad <laughs> no. at it if he is. <laughs> if he's trying, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's missing it. No, I man. don't feel. I don't feel like he is. He, here's the thing, though. I, I'm gonna say it, and and I know there's a big contingent of people that are um, Johnny Lawrence fans, and I I get it. He's a believable. I mean, he's over the top with the like murder you in the parking lot kind of vibes that he <clears> gives <throat> off. But like, new kid comes in, starts to talk to your ex. Wants to step to you in the one thing that you're known to be good at. I can understand being two time champ. I can understand bristling. And yeah, and at totally. the end, he does come around and he's like, "Mad respect, Danny. Honestly, yeah, yeah, you got to go, Danny. Yeah, I, uh, you know, Zabka was asked to kind of write his own story for Johnny. Oh, interesting. And and have his own little origin there, uh, which it's always fun when you hear like actors getting that. You don't really get that obviously in like biographical movies. You can do stuff in fiction like that. Sure. But, he uh, imagined Johnny to have uh, never really had a dad and his father figure being Crease. And okay. so feeling uh, sort of so an, feeling an obligation. Diametrically opposed version of Danny. He's dark macho. He's dark macho. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. So, yeah, I think he pulls it off, honestly. I think yeah. this 19 year old kid did exactly what he intended to do. And so that's why he's got the conflict when Kreese is telling him. I think it's more than just his master in that situation. For sure. I think it is. It's more than his sensei. It's actually someone who he looks at as a dad. I actually wish we got a little more of that. Yeah. Maybe Maybe that's in Cobra Kai. I don't know. I haven't watched any of Cobra Kai. Maybe that's what Cobra Kai is. I heard it's really good. This made me really want to watch it. (laughs) Me too. I think you have to watch two and three first. And I've only seen two. I've never seen three. Yeah. Mm. Well, fine. I think I've seen three either. Fine, I loved this, so I'll go back cool. and watch more of it. Great. Hey, let's. Can we do our pedestal? Can we do yeah, our our yeah. our medals here? My bronze. Uh, shout out to Allie. I really did enjoy Elizabeth Shue's performance, and I thought uh, she was very charming, and I thought she was a lot of fun. And I love, especially in older movies, something that's more retro. Uh, again, this is around the time in Hollywood. Leia was great for this, Princess Leia. Yeah. And then you have uh, Ripley and stuff like that. But when you have uh, girls that don't really need the guy or can kind of stand up for themselves and fight back, uh, I'm, I dig it. Mm. You are taking, Elizabeth Shue is, is bronze for me as well. You're taking all of that exactly out of my mouth. No way. That's everything nice. I was going to say. Yeah. Like a Dementor. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, my bronze is Danny. Danny LaRusso. Yep. Silver, silver is might be a spicy take. My silver is Miyagi. That is spicy. Mm. Um, it's phenomenal. I wonder if his role and, he, and again, what's funny is Back to the Future was eighty six. Yes, that sounds right. Eighty six or eighty five, I think. Yeah. I mean, these were these were within like, like twenty four months of each time. other. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that's happening in the eighties that influences a lot of movies after that. Even though the eighties sometimes gets. Uh, made fun of a little bit as kind of being campy, uh, but as much as as much as Doc influences all the mad scientists behind him, I think Miyagi has a massive amount of influence too. Um, so it's kind of cool to see two seminal characters back to back. Patreon and now Miyagi is credited as being a seminal master splinter influence for every iteration of Ninja Turtles after this. Get out, dude! Yeah, I love it. Love it very much. Phenomenal. Uh, Danny Silver for me. He is wonderful. Not my favorite thing about this movie, though. It's fair. Yeah, my silver is Johnny. Johnny rules so hard. Mm-hmm. And I think that this movie is less if I can't understand his motivations to be mean. That's so cool. Mm. I love that. My gold is is Danielson, bro. I think he is a legitimate, in the spirit of sports, he is the most valuable player. Mm. I think if he, who has been given all the screen time, at the middle of all this, doesn't have the charm that he does and pulling for him, getting, it's good to also get frustrated at the protagonist sometimes. Sure. Because you want better for him. You want him to keep his head straight. Uh, that is such a great payoff in the end and it really couldn't have happened for me without Ralph Macchio Dude, as Dan. Ralph Macchio is a chemist in this movie. He has chemistry with every single person. That's a good point. Every, we didn't talk about his charm levels, but they're, they're off is, the charts. Oh my gosh, Gold completely metal. electric in this movie. Uh, which is fine that he's electric, but what's more powerful than electric? Gasoline, baby, and that's uh, Pat Morita. Wood, Gold wood medal and rock, for me. according to uh, Pokemon and their type matchups. Mm. Pat Morita is both a wood and a rock Pokemon because he instructs Daniel-san to sand his wooden floor and he rocks. <laughs> ah, 
Maybe he's steel because of the cars. Very mm. good. The Shaquille O'Neal movie? <laughs> That's going to be next. Oh, I missed an opportunity. <laughs> Real steel. No, steel. Yeah, my, my gold medal is pretty far and away Miyagi to me. Yeah. Um, he's just, when I think of the Karate Kid, I honestly think of Miyagi, not, not Daniel son. That's um, why you love the Hillary Swank one so much. I think I've only seen it one time. <laughs> and I don't think it's very good if memory serves. But yeah, man, Pat Morita, the way that he plays Miyagi, I can't say it any better. I didn't think of this until Doge, you said it, but the, the word empathy is so perfect for this character who um, is teaching a high school boy how to fight. You can easily lean into aggressively like gross and overly masculine and um, teaching the wrong lessons to a young boy. But instead I feel like he teaches him yeah. patience and to wait and to, to win with dignity rather than to win at all costs. Yeah. And I think that's important yeah. for this movie to be what it is. So yeah, to me, it, it's yeah. a, it's a gold medal, medal to Miyagi. Yeah. Marita gives us a character that, when we compare, you know, other characters like that, specifically I'm thinking about Yoda too, but sure. what's great about Miyagi's time on screen is we go ahead and get his whole story. Oh, like yeah. All of yeah. canon. Yeah. All of canon is right there. You know, a lot of these other ones, like it's it's funny to bring up Splinter and then we can also talk about, uh, you know, Yoda again, but it's like, it, it, it stuff got written after the fact. Sure. We saw a cool character and then we wanted to go ahead and say, here is all of the yeah. uh, stories around it, but Miyagi's just a one meal you're done. You that's get it, it all. Yeah. It all happens all at Master once. Splinter. That's so interesting. I love that. I think that's really great. It would be that so fun to do it. Perfect an, sense. It's so fun to do a Ninja Turtle series. Oh my gosh. Back pocket. <laughs> Maybe in 20, 2032. Yeah. <laughs> once we've, we've watched everything else. else. It's coming out right after our Fifty Shades series. I, I promise you, I'm planting my flag, listeners. It's happening someday. No. Those will be our those will be our last two series. <laughs> so adverse to this. No, thank you. Mark my words. Now, we do have to rate this movie. And we're going to do that using the scientific cinema scale, which is both perfect and as follows. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it. Buy that poster. The next best thing is buy it. That's followed by rent it. Then stream it. After that is forget it. And last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. I buy the poster. And it's crazy how easy it was for me. I buy the poster for The Karate Kid. This is a great movie. Like some things happen, especially the 80s, right? Like uh, there's so much like Footloose comes out around this time. Ghostbusters comes out around this time. And, and uh, these are great movies, but they kind of are full of some flaws, some like noticeable things. Yeah. But it's hard to find any for me in The Karate Kid. And that kind of separates mm. it in, in a really fun age of movies in the early to mid 80s. So it is, it's a buy the poster for The Karate Kid. I'm also buying the poster. Didn't even have to debate it. Like about halfway through the movie, I knew it was a poster and then you're the best kicked in. And I was like, I'm buying the poster of the poster. I'm buying the soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. This was a pause, no matter how small the errand, you know, uh, yeah. it's like sometimes we'll watch movies, even when we're supposed to be doing a critical eye, here's a peek behind the curtain. Like I'm just going to refill my water bottle. Yeah. And it wasn't enough for me only to hear the movie. Yep. Yeah. I wanted to catch every bit of this movie. So I was pausing throughout. Gotta go get some peanut butter pretzels. Gonna go ahead and slap the pause real quick. Please. Mm. Please. Mm -mm. This is gonna be a poster for me as Let's well. Go. And it's a pretty cool poster. It is. In real life. All this stuff is happening mid-80s. Um, and it's sort of furnishing the house that Star Wars built, if that makes sense. <laughs> sure. No, if, that's great. If the that's house great. is pop culture, Star Wars happened so pop culture could happen. And then there's things yeah, like the Karate Kid that we say, you know what? That's the couch in this house. And and that is a piece of pop culture forever. Amazing. Now, I think Back to the Future is another one of those. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. I think Rocky that we're about to watch in a couple of weeks is another one of those. But we've get like this just period of time, this condensed period of time where it feels like every month there's a new piece of permanent pop culture being created. Yeah. yeah Karate Kid's one Rocky's, of those pieces. Rocky is fun in that it's actually, isn't it the year 
that Star Wars came out? I think or the so. Year before? I think it's the is it seventy six or seventy eight? I don't remember. Seventy six. Yeah. So it's it's pre Star Wars. I think. Yeah. Which is yeah. In in longevity and retrospect, it gets added to the house as like, oh, this is a cool thing we could bring from before. Also with yeah, and it's yeah. not like Rocky One is the only one that anyone remembers. Sure. Two, three, four, five. You know, it just keeps going. Great point, man. This has sneakily become a series about pop culture almost more than anything else. Hmm. Well, I, to be honest, and I'm not trying to be like running the TVA here, uh, there at the end of time, he who remains, but I'm not surprised. No. It's not a sneakily for me because of how much sport movies, and, I, and again, uh, Prince of Thieves is something different. That was a joke <laughs> more than anything. But- we're going to see how, you know, around the reality of like sport and those experiences uh, tend to go hand in hand a lot of times with some of the pop culture stuff. Sure. Yeah, that's really, really Amazing. excellent points. You know, I'm I'm interested to see where a movie like Bend It Like Beckham next week is going to fit in among the fantastic of, like the fantastical fantasy of Robin Hood, where it's sort of over the top and B-movie and interesting swashbuckling is the, the word here. Yeah. And then something like Karate Kid, which is um, this, can we say icon? Is iconic fair yeah. here? This this historical movie icon of the Karate yeah. Kid. And then we're rounding it out with Rocky, which if you think I have strong feelings about the Karate Kid, wait till we get to Rocky. <laughs> Bend it like Beckham. I'm in, so interested. To, I've never seen it. And I'm very interested oh, to see great. where it's going to okay, slot that makes into sense. here. So you'll you'll find out quickly that in Bend it like Beckham, they told Alan Rickman he could do whatever he wanted. And so he really, really makes it his yeah, own. And that they originally yeah. wrote uh, You're the Best for Bend It Like Beckham. Yeah. yeah. It was, you haven't it was seen it either, Beck. right? You're the Beckham. Doge? No, I haven't seen it. You're the Beck around. Okay, great. Uh, this is fun. This is kind of wedged here for a reason. Beautiful. I think it's going to surprise you. Beautiful. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Cool. Cool. You have not steered us wrong thus far. So make sure You've you jump a, in. A far kinder captain of this <laughs> podcast ship than Jordan and I were with our Taylor Lautner series. I'll never take it back. I loved it with everything. <laughs> it's my favorite. Um, make sure you tune in next week for Bennett Like Beckham. And I'm serious, y'all. Patreon with Back to the Future, Patreon Tier 2, Discord, within Discord, box office ball is popping off. Now is the time to climb aboard. It is yeah, come on. so sick right now. Um, one of my favorite things that we have going is... Um, Patreon and Discord and all that stuff. It's just so awesome. So we would love to have you and talk to you and hang out. It's the best. Um, to end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our name, of course, and uh, where we could use Mr. Miyagi's assistance in our lives. Oh, shoot. For two chunks and a hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders, and I'm trying to do a better job at washing the dishes when I see that they're in the sink, not waiting for it to fill up and then doing a big bunch at one time. Yeah. When you can see them just out of the sink. Just go ahead and do it. Like the pot. You walk by, yeah. there's one glass, wash it, throw it in the dishwasher. Whatever. Yeah. So I would love a Miyagi that can sort of train me, muscle memory, all that stuff, to just wash it as I see it. That's what I mm. need. Mine is actually weirdly similar. I'm Doge and- Washing Jordan's dishes. Washing Jordan's, <laughs> no. I, I have a, a really bad habit of waiting until I am out- of undies before I'm like, well, I should do some laundry. Dude, you know what uh, else you do that with? You hmm. specifically that I've noticed? Hmm. Gas. Really? Do I do that with gas? You are you are one of the people, the few people that I know in my life for sure I have like been with when the gas light comes on on a weirdly high basis. Yeah. Wait, does it, do you guys not drive until the gas light comes on? Do you feel it before that? Yeah. I'm a gaslight guy. Are you gaslighting me? <laughs> <laughs> no. Is that what that means? <laughs> I'm well, Carter. I guess Miyagi's training would be wash the undies. And then I get in the car. I'm like, Miyagi, I'm out of gas. And he'd be like, no, wash the undies. And I would go fill mm, up with gas. That'd be good. Oh, What I'm more meant what than means. the gaslight thing, I do fill up before my gaslight. I plan out my gas, but that's because I have anxiety. <laughs> but more what I meant <laughs> than the gaslight is just like, you're one of the people that I can count on. Like if we're going to drive somewhere far together and I'm riding with you, it's like, go ahead and plan five minutes to stop for gas after he picks me up. Mm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Weird. Well, sorry for being a good friend. Hey, man. 
<laughs> I'm Carter, finally. Finally, it's me. Finally, I can let y'all in on the secret. <laughs> I'm Carter, and I am responsible in the morning to get up, but not responsible enough. Mm. I need Miyagi. And if he needs to, if he needs to be a little stern, I, I need it. I just need that in me to get up on the first alarm. Mm. He needs to give me some quip for for allowing snooze, some saying that's like you can't you if you well if you snooze you lose hearty existence. I thought I was coming upon something that's amazing, <laughs> but like like you know even give me the you know get in the whatever the hockey or baseball outfit that he had on and just even give me like a little <laughs> attack like attack you like a little slap yeah, yeah come at me I, I just need to be trained better to mm. not let the snooze keep going Miyagi come help us. Cutscene to him, smiling, and then it's over. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.